Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walter Show. God bless you today. As always, we got a packed program with a lot of things to fit in. I am going to launch, this isn't necessarily good news, uh, just just news. I want to share the results of our very, very unofficial poll uh, as to who would be your choice for a running mate for uh, Donald Trump on the assumption that he can make it to the nominating finish line uh, my goodness sakes, the forces that are against him are just unbelievable. The hounds of hell have been unleashed in this country and upon this country. Oh, man. Well, anyway, and this is probably no surprise, but it, it probably also reflects my bias, which I have shared a lot of times. So the people who I think responded um, more likely to respond were supporting so to speak, my main choice, which was uh, Ramaswamy. And it was about three to one over all the other candidates. But again, I acknowledge that since I have sung his praises on numerous occasions, that the ones who would probably be the most likely to respond would be those who either think likewise or were influenced by what I said. Uh, second place was Ron DeSantis. I am glad to uh, tell you that there were absolutely no votes for Chris Christie or, more importantly, Nikki Haley. But we did have some other votes that came in for some others, um, including uh, Carrie Lake and um, and my friend from law school, Michelle Bachman. Uh, but anyway, there you go for what it's worth, and it may not be worth anything other than I guess I could somehow get to Trump uh campaign and let them know that we took this poll, but very, <laughs> very biased, I must say. Okay, good news here. The House impeaches um, Alejandro Mayorkas, who probably should not only be uh, impeached, he probably should be tried for treason with the appropriate consequences for a conviction. Got that, Alejandro? He's out. Well, he's not out. He's just impeached. The Senate will uh, be the jury. They have to vote, has to have 60%. They won't get it. But this is a smart move. And here's why it's, in my opinion, is smart. I'm not sure there was consensus among Republicans to go after Biden himself. Now, it's for two conflicting reasons, though, that the, well, here's the conflict within the Republican Party as to why there's a conflict. There's a group that thinks, all right, if we impeach Biden, he will turn this into a giant money-making machine, and we will actually, um, you know, we're all, we're going we're, we're gonna to end up helping him in his campaign. And there, there are those who think that we need to get rid of him, and that would be a step in knocking him out. But then there are those who think that this is a step of knocking him in by providing a fundraising gimmick, if you will, 
oh, I'm being persecuted, um, and so forth. I, I'm just going to throw out my personal thought on this one, which may be worth absolutely dead zero. I want, I do not want Joe Biden impeached. I do not want him to exit via the 25th Amendment. I don't want him to be forced out. I don't want him to voluntarily resign. I want this absolutely brain-dead, and brain-dead is really the, I think the, is virtually correct. I mean, if a guy had a, a brain scan, what would they find? I mean, he's gone, and he's evil. It's horrible. He's, he's mentally shot, and he's wicked. And, you know, would you find, I don't know if you'd find it. Maybe you'd, maybe you'd find a brain if you did a rectal exam. Because uh, that's, well, anyway. But I want him to be the candidate. I want somebody so dumb and so evil to actually be the candidate. He should be the easiest one in the entire world for any Republican to beat. Number one. Number two if you can't beat Joe Biden, there's almost no one else you could beat. And forget this country. If this country actually, truly, legally, fairly, legitimately, no rigged election, but they actually did vote for Joe Biden, then we deserve anything and everything God would send our way. But there's no way. Could he be elected? Absolutely. Could he be elected fairly? Legitimately, absolutely not. The degree of rigging would be over the top to get him in office, which is probably why they would have to fall back to what we've mentioned. And everybody else is thinking, and a few are saying, it would be the likely attempt to uh, assassinate Trump. Um, but I do have some good news. And I wanted to share a few details regarding my divorce. That is my divorce from the National Football League. No, I'm not kidding. I did not get divorced from my wife. Uh, God bless her. Uh, we went to a, a Valentine dinner last night, and I just, after all these years, I just kept looking at her. I, man, you're still a knockout girl. Um, and that's not the only reason, you know, that, but uh, it's just, it's in there anyway. No, I got divorced from the NFL. I got divorced from pro football this last week. I did not watch the Super Bowl. I made a point of not watching the Super Bowl. And I decided, you know what? I am going to celebrate Super Bowl weekend by going to a church, a church that I had visited once before, really enjoyed it. And so I went down there for their evening service only to find that it had been canceled. The service had been canceled for the Super Bowl. So not only am I divorcing the NFL, and no, not only did I nix the Super Bowl, I'm also nixing that church. Any church that would elevate the Super Bowl over the Word of God uh, does not deserve my patronage, doesn't deserve my attendance or my giving or anything. I don't care. I don't care if it, the church went from 150 down to four that would show up. Doggone it, preach to the four. Jesus preached to 12. 
who knows what difference it might make in one of those four. If you've got four people that are that committed, ready and eager and earnest to hear the word of God, feed them. I couldn't believe it. And it, this is good news because for a number of reasons. I, I, I'm glad I'm separated. I'm done with it. Yeah, I might have watched it if the Detroit Lions had made it because they were my, my, my home state team. But it's good news because I finally don't have to put up with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift crapola. I wasn't going to watch it because I didn't want to see the 17 different shots of Taylor Swift chugging beer or whatever the heck she's doing. And Travis Kelsey, they are both so far left. You can't believe it. They aren't the Swifties. They're the lefties. They just don't talk about it much. Yet. Yet. They're going to come out. I want this stupid, ridiculous American love affair with this particular romance to just die on the vine and... Nothing would help but die quicker than getting football over and out of the way. Now, sadly, the NFL starts back up again before the election. But at least there's a number of months here where they're just hopefully out of the news. As I told you, I don't... I <laughs> Taylor Swift could not hold a candle to a lot of people and certainly couldn't hold a candle to my wife. I told you, I think she's ugly, but I'm not going to go back in that again. I apologize for that once before, so I won't. I only apologize for why I explained why she was, but I'm not going to go into that. Let's get keep moving here. But I want to cover and uncover the deep recesses of evil in the National Football League. And you just might not turn on another game as well. The NFL is... And it's is a flagrant and egregious pushing of the whole Taylor Swift phenomenon is frankly to raise and legitimize what is increasingly its leftist agenda, which is becoming far less hidden just in the last couple of years. And they are starting to put it on uh, it, shifting into higher gear in pushing woke crap, race crap, gender crap, LGBTQ, RSTUVWXYZ crapola. Pushing it, and I'm done with them. I do not want to support them, but, but let me explain why. Okay, so the day before the Super Bowl, the NFL hosted LGBTQ Youth Super Bowl Flag Football Clinic. That's right. The NFL, and you can figure out what NFL. Hey, here's a good idea. Why don't some of you write me, Red Sky Radio 777 at gmail.com, and tell me what you think NFL should now stand for when I get done with this piece. Yep, the NFL hosted the Las Vegas LGBTQ Youth Flag Football Clinic. Uh, on hand of which were uh, the National Gay Flag Football League. Can you believe that? That even exists? 
It included all of the San Francisco 49ers cheerleaders, all of them, at the queer youth flag football. It was attended by all the 49ers cheerleaders. Now, while I like Brock Purdy, I'm really glad Kansas City won. I don't want to honor this garbage, this crap from San Francisco, along with various NFL, quote, stars who are there for the purpose, they said, of creating more acceptance of queer garbage, tranny crap. That's what they they say that. That's our purpose, to increase the acceptance. That's the NFL's goal. They said here, it was a powerful moment for the NFL's LGBTQ inclusion efforts. This was hosted by the NFL, tens of thousands of people passing through this demonstration and so forth, all in front of the public, for it featured the rainbow-colored pride logos of the NFL. The NFL is pro-queer, like you can't imagine, and it's pushing it because it wants to make it more accepted. I want to read you a piece here. That's going to finish off why I'm done with the NFL. Says here that the Super Bowl National Football League featured the singing of Lift Every Voice and Sing, a song known as the, quote, as I think Joe O'Biden said, the Negro National Anthem. Really, that's that's what he called it. It's now known as the Black National Anthem. Party goes on to write, in order to ensure that those present at the game and the more than 100 million people watching on television cannot avoid hearing it, the Black National Anthem will, according to the schedule, this was somebody writing just the day before. Uh, I think De- Dennis Prager, I think, uh, contributed to this piece. I don't know if he wrote all of it, but he contributed to it. That um, the plan is that it will be done in uh that the national anthem, black national anthem will, according to the schedule, be played after the actual national anthem of the United States, which was the case. For this will presumably be in order to ensure that specifically those who are already standing for our national anthem, for the love of America and for the courage, will still remain standing. For if it were played before the national black anthem, were played before many people might not rise for the black national anthem. The NFL doesn't want a repeat of what occurred at last year's Super Bowl in Arizona when former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Kerry Lake went viral in 2023 for remaining seated during a performance of the song at Super Bowl 57. And for last year, the national black anthem was played prior to the one and only real black national anthem. We only have one, folks. We don't have one. We don't have a Hispanic national anthem. We don't have a Polish national anthem. We don't have a Chinese and Asian national anthem. Forget that garbage. That is divisive. This is the left. That is so hates. They are so anti-Christian. Bibliophobic, Christophobic, they are dividers, they are not uniters. Joe Biden is a liar from the pit of hell. 
Under Roger Goodell, the NFL has gone far beyond the kneeling. It's doubling down now on social justice. So what else is the NFL doing? It's painting more slogans in the end zones. It's putting uh, things on players' helmets. And the league is donating $250 million to the racist Marxist terrorist organization known as Black Lives Matter. Wow. Now understand this. Where does the NFL get $250 million? They get that in fees coming from television, your cable and uh, satellite and Internet subscri- subscribers who pay gazillions to the NFL for them to be able to pay a quarter of a billion dollars to the Marxist organization, BLM. And so actually, where does the NFL get the money? From you. From me. We pay our money ever increasingly, every single year practically, more to whatever service provides that coverage and they can then, so that they can then pay more as a matter of demand to the NFL. How about this one? Two years ago, the NFL released a 30-second video entitled, Football is Gay. Got that one? 2023, the NBA All-Star Game played in Salt Lake City. There was a singer, black lady, by the name of Jelly Black, singing the Canadian National Anthem. Now, there isn't a black Canadian national anthem, but she changed the words. The words are, O Canada, our home and native land. She changed it to, O Canada, our home on native land. So this woman sang the Canadian national anthem with a clear implication that all of the European ancestors, the Europeans that had come to settle in Canada were on land that they allegedly stole. It's on native land. It's not their land anymore. Well, guess what? The natives didn't occupy all of Canada. I'm sorry. The Brits did a lot to bring in Canada into modern civilization and so forth. But, but that's what they did. I mean, there is this wokeness through professional sports that is just incredible. And even at the men's and women's tennis finals this year, if the U.S. Open featured what? Two songs, the Black National Anthem and America the Beautiful. Didn't even play the America's National Anthem. I mean, I like America the Beautiful, but it's not our National Anthem. So they played the black one. That was the only National Anthem played, so-called, and it isn't a National Anthem. I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever is lift every voice and scream. I, I can't stand it. I won't listen to it. And I, too, and actually a, a lot of people sat down when that was played at the Super Bowl, from what I've read. So two things here this party brings out, and i got to keep moving. And I quote, two points here. The first is that the left seeks to destroy America as we have known it. 
playing two national anthems has no other goal than disuniting Americans. The message of singing the black national anthem is as clear as day. There is a black America, and there is all the rest of you schmoes. That many Americans, especially blacks, welcome this as nothing less than a national tragedy. Now, that's at the end of the quote, but I want to add, there are a lot of blacks that despise the concept of a national black anthem. And why? Because it's clearly racist, isn't it? Isn't it interesting that after decades of fighting segregation, the goal of the left portion of black, of the black community, if you will, because we're up to, what, 25% of blacks now are supporting Trump, and that may be a low figure. But after decades of fighting segregation, the goal now is segregation. For those on the left, which are fueled by whites that only perpetuate and create uh, and make sure that there's disunity, disharmony, angst, because the left feeds off lies and division, largely fueled by whites, picked up by some blacks and blacks, some who are still carrying that particular torch. The goal isn't unity anymore. The goal isn't integration. It's segregation. Places where they want their own college dorms. They want classes and other things. Uh, and you can get into the affirmative action, which is the old form word of equity, which means we want to give you something that you haven't earned. And it's divisive. That's all it does is divisive. But the second thing the party writing here says is more important. The left destroys everything it touches. High schools, elementary schools, universities, journalism, the nuclear family, young Americans' mental health, male-female relations, religion, our borders, love of country, medicine, and medicine schools. This includes every noble institution and, ide and ideal in our country. And now we can add to that sports. Destroying sports. They left it with, E pluribus unum is dead, but the left scores another touchdown. Wow. So true. Uh, I just, you know, I, I appreciate my black brothers and sisters who stand up against this nonsense that those of the same racial makeup, the same degree of melatonin, uh, have gotten sucked into largely fueled by a white elitist left. Okay, so we have another uh, tranny shooter. This was the one who uh, shoots up uh, Joel Osteen's church. Like we had the tranny shooter in Nashville last year, whose manifesto, uh, you know, they'll, re they'll release the manifesto of everybody who has supposedly has a right-leaning or a r allegedly radical right-leaning. They'll release that a manifesto of that individual to show just how racist they are, how whatever. They didn't. They won't do that in Nashville because they don't dare to show that the tranny was screwed up and in need of deliverance, medication, counseling. And now we got another one in Texas at Joel Osteen's church. I got an idea here. I'm I'm starting to think that there is a place for gun control in the 21st century America. No more gun sales to trannies. They are unstable. Like Ray, Ralph Nadar, this is how old I am. Ralph Nadar, that Corvair, unsafe at any speed. I'll tell you, every tranny 
is unsafe with a firearm. They're screwed up. They are totally messed up to the point of creating and uh, they project their values onto others. In other words, they, they blame others for the very thing that they are actually guilty of. We know that trannies are homosexuals almost completely. They can't deal with their homosexuality, so they change their supposed gender, which then is to legitimize their attraction to the same sex because now they're supposedly a different gender. Sheesh. Man alive. All of which makes some places, in some respects, like Russia, more moral than the United States. They don't put up with this crap. No, they don't put up a lot of other things that they should put up with, like free speech, but they don't put up with this garbage. The Ukraine puts up with it. Thank God for Mike Johnson, the leader of the House of Representatives, that won't go along with the House or the Senate border bill. Mitch McConnell. No, I better not get into that. But um, regarding the Tucker Carlson interview, I, I do want to touch on this briefly. Uh, there is something that was shared by Putin. It's very, int- very long, very interesting. And I will tell you, you would get or should get at a decent school, of which there are very few at the collegiate level anymore, college credit for listening to this interview. Putin brought out something that I have suspected and talked about on several occasions for a number of years. Putin, right or wrong, is all about make Russia great again. He does sort of share that similarity, but for different reasons. It's why he went back and traced the He began an answer to a question that Tucker asked by starting with the origins of the Soviet Union back in, not the Soviet Union, but Russia specifically, uh, to 1862 and came forward. This man is in love with his country. There's a great amount of Russian pride for better or for worse. His pride for Russia certainly exceeds any pride that Joey No Brains, Cammy Harris, Gavin Gruesome, and the, uh, the rest of the left have for this country. They wanted, the American left is trying to destroy this country, and Putin is trying to save his country albeit maybe not in the best or most efficient or more moral way. And I'll tell you why I first said this about six or seven years ago, that he is a make Russia great again individual. It goes back to one quote of his that perplexed me, fascinated me, and caused me to research the guy. He made the quote as follows. It's up to God to judge terrorists, but it's up to me to send them to him. I marveled at that statement. I said, wait a second, how how do you even say that in a country? I mean, isn't he supposedly an atheist? But he's deferring to God to judge the terrorists, apparently desirous that God would judge the terrorists. But it was up to Putin, first of all, to kill them so that then God would step in and judge them. So I researched him, only to find out that, well, this part I knew, that his dad was a KGB agent 
and he is very much in line with that from uh, to a certain degree but his mother was an, was an extremely devout 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 christian so you get kgb atheism married to evangelical christianity what do you have well according to scripture the evangelical christianity will prevail says, you know, talks about a wife not leaving uh, an unbelieving husband or a believing husband not departing from an unbelieving uh, wife because um, then it it leads to the salvation of the children if there's a believing partner in the mix. And why? Because the belief of of the Christian properly exercised and the authority well executed will exceed the atheism of the non-believer. It's a great passage. I, I, it just came to my mind. I don't have the quote for it. So I, under, I understand Putin. I understand what he said. It's what I've, I saw all from this one, one quote of him, which then was revealed in the study about what is in this man's makeup. He does a lot of things wrong, but he does some things right. And some of the things he does right are better than our own American leaders, the Biden regime, are doing. Are you kidding me? We are up to a break. I got one more thing to say about this, and then I have got to speed my way through the balance of this program. We'll be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. I love that song. Arthur Conley, I got the 45. That's how old I am. I think it's Atco Records. I can't tell you what the flip side is, but it was Atco Records. Anyway, so why is the left so ridiculously livid over Tucker Carlson's interview? To the point that Adam Kinzinger, Kinzinger was a... I don't even like talking about this guy. He has referred to Carlson as a traitor. Carlson interviewed the guy just like what Barbara Walters interviewed Bashar Assad and and um, a journalist, Nate Thayer, at one time interviewed Pol Pot. Dictators, brutal terrorists within their own country, killing their own citizens. But they interviewed him, not to validate them, but to get, I mean, look, 
if you could have gotten an interview with Adolf Hitler in 1935, would you would you not have taken it? Yeah, you would take it. I mean, you find out more than. But here's why. This is why the left. I'm sorry. I'm kind of speed it, trying to speed up here. Why the left is livid. Because they can't control all of the media. Carlson is out there with a two-hour interview that just might shoot the crap out of the Ukraine aid portion of our supposed border bill. Oh, yeah, let's protect the border. You give me a whole bunch of... Let's, uh, we'll give you some more border money here to deal with what we already have money for, but we're not doing it, if you provide another $60 billion for the Ukraine. It may just shoot the daylights out of that border bill to hear Tucker Carlson's interview of, of, of Putin. Not that Putin makes a great case, but he makes some sense. But Tucker simply interviewed the guy. He's not high-fiving him. He's not chest-butting him. He's not saying amen, amen, hallelujah to anything he said. In fact, if anything, he challenged him in some places. But the left is can't control it. They want Putin to be, remain the bad guy, right? They want him to be, because that way they can push their aid for the Ukraine. But, but this is the irony. They want to make Putin the bad guy for everything, which he is a bad guy for some things, but not all things. They want to, um, oh, who was it? Billy Crystal did not want to let Tucker Carlson back into the country. In other words, Joe Biden commits treason. Alejandro Mayorkas basically commits treason. And they don't hardly do anything. They don't do anything with Biden. But Carlson, who's done nothing treasonous, now they want to exclude him from coming back to the country. Billy Crystal, lose your job. I wouldn't read anything. I wouldn't put a Billy Crystal article under a puppy to be trained because a puppy deserves a better piece of literature to take a poop on. But then Putin comes out and says, oh, this is it. Russia, who all the leftists have been, have been trained to hate because the hatred of Russia justifies other actions, if we can't stay mad at Russia and really mad at Russia, uh, then we're going to lose our ability to cover up our own sins. As long as we are engaged in something brutally uh, critical at an international level, it will take the focus all of Joe Biden's failures, which are is everything he's ever touched. And then Putin does the unthinkable. Russia would prefer Joe Biden as president. Why? Because he's predictable. He's a loser, and we can predict losers. Losers act the same way. He's easy to figure out. I saw that one political cartoon where some inter international security advisor to Putin, it's a political cartoon, comes to him and says, we need an increase in our budget for the espionage and so forth to be able to blah, blah, blah. Putin says, no, we don't. We can get it because we can we we can get into Joe Biden's computer. He's so dumb. His password is password. Well, obviously, he is so stupid and so dumb and so he is so predictable. And Putin knows that. That's why Russia 
wants I want right. Russia wants Joe Biden to win. What does that do to the left-wing narrative about wanting to just malign uh, Russia at every opportunity when the party that you're trying to malign, destroy, comes out in favor of your party's president and candidate for re-election? Sheesh. Well, okay. So RFK makes uh, Jr. makes his second trip down to the border, and all I'm pointing that out is because RFK has been there twice. Joe Biden hasn't been there at all. And Cammie No Brains Harris went to some party in El Paso for four hours, and that's all she's been there. 26 illegal alien killers, pedophiles, all arrested in sanctuary state California. California, Maine, and Colorado are inundated with all the illegals that are coming in to the U.S. They're heading to California. Why? Because they know they can steal up to $970 worth of merchandise and not be jailed. They know they can get cashless bail. They can get benefits. Well, California is so stuck on stupid with Gavin Grusom, if that's what you want to do, if you want to roll out the welcome mat for 7 million illegals, then have at it. That's your business, I get. If you want to just shoot yourself in the foot, but I want to let to tell you this next piece to, to advise you about who is coming in. So in the the arrests of the 26 illegal alien killers and pedophiles in Sanctuary, California. I'm just going to pick on three of them here. 29-year-old Honduran illegal convicted of felony, lewd, and lascivious acts on a child under 14. That's in Honduras. A 32-year-old Mexican illegal alien convicted of felony lewd and lascivious acts on a child under 14 years old. A 26-year-old Mexican illegal alien who was wanted in Mexico on murder and attempted murder charges. This is who is walking right through our back door. Walking in. 6.2 million for sure. That's why Mayorkas is being impeached. He needs the punishment for a conviction of treason. And it also fits why I heard uh, from uh, from a California listener sent this to me. He said uh, the border bill, talk about the border bill, which is, I think, DOA in the House, which it should be. But he said, you know what this is like? This is like a security guard we've hired to protect our home that's been letting people inside to loot the home of our stuff. So he comes to us and demands a raise and says that if we give him one, then he promises to let fewer people in to loot our stuff. That, in short, is the border bill. Well, okay, so Joey, Joey No Brains here is having a press conference here the other day, and he's getting confronted after this report comes out about the fact uh, about the classified documents, which he's not getting prosecuted for. But let's pick on Donald Trump and we'll pick we'll do that. So they've said, you know, Joey doesn't have the brains or memory to be prosecuted. That's what the report has said. In essence, he can't recall this. He can't recall that. He has no recollection here or there. He gets his dates confused. He couldn't tell the person when he became vice president and when he ceased to become vice president. But 
the Democrats are saying he is of sound enough mind to own uh, and have his finger on America's nuclear codes. Seriously. Well, anyway, at this press conference, a person, a gal popped up. She said, Mr. President, for months, when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Prompting Biden then to just interrupt her and say, watch me. And then she went on. She said, many Americans, people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. She followed up. Biden loses his temper, which is very common among people with dementia. I've had a number of clients, um, I don't know, number, meaning maybe seven or eight over the years that developed dementia and not common to every case, but very frequently it's associated with a very increased uh, uh, inability to control your temper and rage. Biden does that. He can't hold his temper. Of course, neither can Obama if he gets pushed in a fair situation, but O'Biden has gone over the top, and he yells back her, this is your judgment. This is your judgment. Pointing the finger, yelling at a reporter for simply asking a question. And then he goes on to say, well, I mean, he, he's got the very mad, angry, brow-furled look on it. And pointing his finger at her, he said, that is not the judgment of the press. Are you kidding me? The press is supposed to dictate our the opinion of the people. We're supposed to we are obligated to form our opinions based upon the press. The press is always right, even though they not vote ninety four percent with the left. The press is nothing but the marketing arm of the Democrat Party. And yet he said, this is not the opinion of the press. Like the press knows what's right. Everybody else is wrong. They feed Joey no brains here uh, what, what he wants to hear. And somehow the, the truth lies in what a pack of congenital liars are saying at the media level. Yikes. We are in trouble. I don't want to get too far into this. Other than I, I have little categories for my articles. One is Democrat hypocrisy. But there's a New Hampshire Democrat by the name of Amanda Toll, who is uh, who, while she is speaking in the New Hampshire House of Representatives on a bill, she is pushing for the expansion of abortion rights in New Hampshire. Okay. Nothing new there. What's new is while she's at the podium speaking for the right to be able to kill your children at any time up to and including at the moment of birth, she's holding in her arms her one-week-old child. The optics are startling. I mean, if you could ask questions, you say, well, Amanda... So what you're saying is that beautiful bundle of joy you're holding in your arms, you would want to have been able to kill just eight days ago and be uh, free of a charge for murder. Is that what you're saying? You barbarian. You are nothing short of barbarian. Enough of that. Oregon. Sorry, you guys up there. When I have an issue with you, that's how I say it. 
I there are a lot of nice people in Oregon, but they're outnumbered by stupid and evil people. The ones that actually voted to decriminalize drug use in 2020. This is absolutely leftist lunacy. People this stupid should not actually be able to vote. Is there some kind of intelligence test that could be given? I don't know. I know there isn't. That's It's against the Constitution. But the state is drowning in fentanyl use. Joey, By- Joey No Brains is actually guilty of the crime of humanity, allowing the drugs to come into this country that have killed, what, 100,000 since he's taken over? 100,000. Joey, what do you do? Are you envious of Adolf Hitler here? Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the left, in the uh, knocking of Supreme Court justices, went to great length to defend, um, what's-her-face, Catania Brown-Jackson or Catania Jackson-Brown. No, it's Catania Brown-Jackson, I'm sorry. The question that was asked, you know, what is a woman? And she has a stupid answer, which should have immediately disqualified her, other than she was a black female. Nobody had the guts to shoot it down. Sorry, but that's the way it is. And she said, I'm not a biologist. Obviously, the person asking that question should have come back with a very simple question. Then, Judge Jackson, are you a woman? Yeah, are you a woman? Can you answer that? If she says, I don't know, could you have her on the Supreme Court? And if she says yes, then the question is, how do you know? Because you're not a biologist. <laughs> Why am I bringing this up? Because Nancy Fried, who is the chairwoman of the Florida Democratic Party, the Democratic Party for this whole state of Florida, she's ahead of it. She was asked, when asked if men, meaning transgendered women could give birth her answer was I am not a doctor I'm not a doctor I saw a political cartoon it goes back about six months ago um, where a woman is given birth and the doctor in the hospital gown is holding up the baby and um, you know kind of what do they do slap the baby I guess or something to make sure it's breathing properly I think that's what they do. Um, and the woman says, is it a boy or girl? And in the political cartoon, the doctor says, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Well, c- consider something here. I gotta, I'm just going to quote uh, Bob Uproo on this one, who, who said that the reality is that it, that even women on the left, including radical feminists, realize that if you can't give a simple, self-evident definition of the term woman, then there's no such thing as women's rights. After all, if we don't know what a woman is, then how can she or he have equal rights? Don't you? End quote. Obviously, you have to be able to define a woman to even get to the point of the issue of rights.
Wow. Well, I want to conclude with a couple things here dealing with President Trump. And I call, I want to just tell you something. I call him President Trump for a very specific reason, because he was. When people address Barack Hussein Obama, do they call him, do they refer to him as the former President Barack Obama? No, the left calls him President Obama. But when they refer to Donald Trump, they say former President Trump. This is just a, kind of the evil that, perma- that pervades all of mainstream media and how they construct their sentences and the messages they send with their butchered, biased reporting, or at least are attempting to send. So, you know, and I do it sometimes. You refer to Hillary Clinton. How do you refer to her as what? The twice-failed Democratic nominee for president. I don't know why we just don't do the same thing right back to him. But this push against Trump, I mean, if, if it... If he gets disqualified or he can get sued in his capacity as a president, which is what happened regarding the J6 deal, criminally prosecuted? No. If a president does something wrong, you impeach him and then have the conviction at a trial. But if, but you, you don't sue the president for, I don't care if he's in a car wreck where somebody got killed. They don't get sued in 234 years of American history. Not one single example has there been a prosecution, a criminal prosecution for a president's official acts, acting in in that capacity. 78%, this is alarming, 78% of Democrats want to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. 78%. You know, when I read the polls, it says Trump has had 48 to 44. Maybe that's not true. Hope it's not. Hope it's bigger difference than that. But what amazes me about those polls is this, that they are true. That there are so many people that are so screwed up that Joe Biden would still have 44%. That is the... If if 44% of the people really, truly support this current regime, we're toast. And I think we are. But that would be self-evident that this country is done. And interestingly, the left cries election interference all the time, all the time about Donald Trump. This is the concept of projecting. You take what you are guilty of and you project it you start to project it onto others and say, this is what others are guilty of in an effort to conceal the fact that you are the one actually guilty of doing that. That's a process of projection. It's what happens with a claim of election interference. Election interference, election interference. Well, who who had the thing going with the Russia? Well, it was the left. The left are the ones that engage in election interference. This is a projection. But even more obvious than that is the fact that the cry of the left has always is just gotta save democracy. We gotta save democracy. Well, and how does the left want to save democracy? 
by keeping its political opponents off the ballot. I mean, if you looked up hypocrisy in the dictionary, this little tidbit should be an example of the definition of the word. So you're going to save the country. You're going to save democracy and popular participation in this country by letting some people not be uh, a party to the party, right? Some people don't get to run. Only the ones we like get to run in the name, of course, of democracy. Well, there is a world leader who I have great, great respect for. I have trying to actually get him as a guest on this program. I have not succeeded. But the uh, president of Hungary, Viktor Orban, has come out, and he has said, Donald Trump is the only person, the only leader in the entire world, beside Vladimir Putin, I guess, who could end the war in Ukraine. Donald Trump is the only leader in the whole country that could end the Ukrainian war. And and obviously, Russia could. If they just pulled back, it would be over. But we are in... You know that the Amer- people sort of say, well, I think America is in the Bible because it mentions an eagle here and that's the symbol of America. And I think that's a bunch of malarkey, actually. I don't see that at all. <clears throat> I mean, we're special for maybe a period of time. But uh, indefinitely, eternally, no. Will we end up a sheep nation or a goat nation as they get judged in the book of Revelation? I don't know. Depends how we end, doesn't it? Doesn't matter how we start. It matters how we, how we finish. But Jesus said that a nation divided against itself cannot stand. And I've heard that as a rebuttal to my belief that actually for any portion of this country to survive, a number of states need to secede. So, well, you know, we can't, it won't be successful for a nation divided against itself cannot stand. We'll quote that passage. But I actually, I quote the passage for the same prospect. And why? Because we're already divided. Would not this piece, 78% of one party wants the leader of the other party to not be on the ballot and will do anything, and as far as I'm concerned, assassinate them to keep them off the ballot if they can pull that off? And what happens if Trump gets elected? Is it Does George Soros, who now owns, I might add, George Soros now is the, is the number two owner of radio stations in the United States? It's indirect control, but he has effective control uh, taking over, uh, I forgot the name of the company right now. They're the, they have 200 and I don't, I don't know how many stations they have. No, the, only one other company owns more radio stations in the United States than what George Soros now has direct control. So maybe our nation can't stand because it's divided. If it's divided against us, it already can't stand because it's divided. But here's what you can do. You can stand. Regardless of what this nation does, and maybe it can't stand, 
you can, having done all to stand. So sit tall in the saddle. Remember, you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next week.